The following podcast is about movies and TV. There may be spoilers, though we do try to avoid them. Also, we occasionally mention current events like the COVID-19 pandemic. This isn't our focus, but it is a topic that is hard to avoid. We know that some are trying to avoid these things because times are strange, but we hope you consider our show a pleasant distraction. I love you. Mumble, mumble, toil and trouble. Yep. Uh, Grumble, grumble. Grumble, grumble. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. Uh, We're green and faceless on the couch. I'm the green traveler. I'm faceless Leon. And uh, this is a threesome. This is a threesome. We got the stamina back. Uh-huh. Uh, found our mojo. Dove right in. Um, now we're ready and, to go. you know, it's also, not only is it a threesome, but it's a very important threesome. Because it's the first threesome of the best time of the year. It's Some October. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it is. It is no, uh, no, undisputable. No debate. Okay. Undisputable. Yeah. All right. I mean, I think I'm. I mean, I'm definitely gonna be outvoted. Any, and I honestly don't have anything to contend with it, so I don't know why I even bring up the argument. It no, probably is argument. the best month. October is un, you know, undoubtedly the best month of the year. You know, it's pumpkin's pretty good. back. Pumpkin spice is back. That for those people who are into that, yeah. Which is everybody. Um, that's true i i am guilty but, of indulging yeah of course you are <laughs> you are just human yeah i am um, yep. but it's also my favorite time of the year because of halloween which is my favorite holiday uh i've for the past probably seven or eight years done a uh october horror movie marathon where i watch at least one horror movie a day at least in the beginning that's gone down quite a lot because watching 31 horror day, or 31 <laughs> days of horror movies can get kind of uh stressful tiring repetitive um, repetitive <laughs> that's true sorry if you hear my dog whining in the background oh that's okay um, people are happy to know you have a dog yeah she's not happy right now um but, you know, now I kind of – I've given myself like a couple of relaxed days throughout the week, but now I kind of just structure it around themes. And, uh, you know, I try to have a you know different theme for each week, um, but I don't always live up to that. Sometimes I just get bored. Sure. And, uh, but I, th- I did have a theme for this first threesome because we're going to try to do a threesome a week for uh, Halloween. Um, you know, horror threesome, I should say, a week. Right. And we're starting it off kind of, you know, easing it our way into the horror movies. Yeah, it's like uh, a with... toe dip in the water. Yeah, just dipping your little toe in there, you know, uh, just to get, you know, the, the childhood back. You know, we're going yeah. nostalgia, at least for me. Um, I don't know how, you know, if you ever watch these movies as kids, as a kid. Um, but all three of these movies, uh, actually, no, I shouldn't say that because I didn't actually ever watch Hocus Pocus. <sighs> Yeah. Now they know. That's a spoiler. That's a spoiler, by the way, people. Where uh, one of our movies was Hocus Pocus. Oh, oh shoot! Uh, we should put a yep. warning at the beginning of the episode. There's oh spoilers. shit! <laughs> <laughs> no, well, yeah, we'll try not to spoil too much. But these are all movies from the '90s, so if we do say some spoilers, uh, it's on you for not. You had time. Childhood. You had time. Yeah, you've had plenty of time. 
and they're um, the, you'll we'll let you know if they're still worth watching you know yeah e- either way we'll get to it yeah for sure <laughs> but the first movie we're going to talk about uh for the youngins the really youngins uh we're going to scooby-doo on zombie island scooby-doo uh, which was released in yeah, yeah what? released in 1998 1998 damn yeah so uh dating myself here i was six uh scooby-doo shit hadn't come out in a while and uh it was bonkers was because five. yeah you were five and <clears throat> it was it was crazy because uh the whole gimmick of this particular movie coming back is that I remember even in advertising, the monsters are real. And um, it, so they're, they're grown up a little bit in this film. That's, that's kind of the, uh, the premise. They've, they've moved on. In fact, Scooby and uh, 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 Shaggy are TSA agents. (laughs) (laughs) for a few minutes yeah yeah for a few minutes at the beginning uh and the real impetus of the show is that daphne actually has a talk show uh at least at least that's what gets them going where they're going to go is that they go on a tour get the mystery gang back together do a tour of some haunted places and you know every time in order to in order to yeah, go ahead and fill find in the blank. A real, in order yeah, to they want to find a real monster. one. That's right. They want the real. They don't want to. They're tired of unmasking. They are exactly, and they go through this this big long montage of doing just that, and then need a montage. Yeah, you needed a montage, Greg. They all, uh, they all <laughs> <need> a montage. <laughs> um, and anywho's, they uh end up on uh, damn it, this. Scar something island, I forget. Moonscar? Is it Moonscar? Uh, that sounds right. I mean, there's that's the one of the ghosts that they meet. Yes, but I believe it, the island was named after him. I believe was so. It? I honestly don't um, And they end up on Moonscar Island, and uh, they meet these two uh, Cajun women, and yeah. eat a bunch of real good food, and then they start getting attacked by uh, zombies. Thus, the yeah. title. And uh, I think that's honestly for a Scooby-Doo movie is enough of a synopsis. Um, yeah, I think it's too much of a synopsis. <laughs> too much? Yeah, no, maybe at the beginning. I'm but... joking. I'm joking. No, um, it's, as you said, it's definitely a much, uh, it's like a more serious, you know, Scooby-Doo movie than what right. I remember. You know, as a kid, I mean, it's still, like, I loved it as a kid because it felt like a scooby-doo episode just much more serious and way longer you know you had a lot more to it right yeah it's an hour and a half there's a surprising amount of depth to this movie i'll say um for for a kid's movie and i think that's because they were really writing it for you know people that are our age now taking their kids uh to the movie back in 1998 so you know yeah. my parents <laughs> um, <laughs> who watched the actual Hanna-Barbera cartoons when they were airing on TV well I well yeah I didn't watch them when they were you know airing but I watched them when they re-ran oh I mean my that parents was... yeah 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 
No, I know that. I was saying, like, I, I watched him, too, as a kid. Like, oh, sure. My, yeah, definitely. My Love childhood was, like, Scooby-Doo yeah. and Spongebob. That That's why my whole family was excited about this movie, honestly. Like, my dad yeah. uh, liked Scooby-Doo growing up, and he said, there's a Scooby-Doo movie coming to the theaters? Okay, we're going to do it. Yeah. And I don't remember then seeing it was, the theaters, And though. then it was really scary. <laughs> there's some legitimately uh frightening things in this movie uh for kids movie uh i don't know i feel like i wasn't too scared i I, I, like yeah like because i I love the the show so much that like i felt like when i watched this as a kid Mm. i was waiting for them to unmask it oh yeah so it's like i was i was excited because it felt like a great mystery right and uh not to spoil anything but the mystery's even better than I thought it would be. Oh yeah, you know, it's, it's just for a fun, sure. You know, it's it's a lot of fun, and uh, you know they nail they nail the characters like Scooby and Shaggy. Everybody, I mean, they're all kind of stereotyped. Like they're pretty easy to. Oh yeah, you can't really I mean mess they're them the up. same characters over and over again, but they and do make like, them a little know... more grown. Yeah, that definitely, and I don't know if. Um... Daphne and Velma were voiced by uh, anyone different, but um, Fred and Scooby was still, well, I don't know about Scooby, I shouldn't say about Scooby, but Fred was still Frank Welker from the original right. animation. But I didn't know this as a kid. I always thought my first introduction to Billy West was Futurama. Um, I think it was here. I mean, maybe maybe he was in another area, but Shaggy Rogers is uh, voiced by Billy West. No. And I didn't realize that until I started the movie and his name popped up and I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> I love that. I love that man. Great voice actor. And he does a great job as Shaggy. Um, you know, as a kid, I honestly thought it was Case Kasem. You know, I thought it was yeah. also the original uh, right. voice actor. I, um, I think that Velma was Velma, but I i could be wrong and i i i don't remember what the original cast members were uh their names off off my head but uh yeah sadly i don't for daphne and velma it's probably sexist that that's probably it i mean we we lived life through a different lens in the 90s yeah now we're we're adapted we've adapted to include everyone in our lives <laughs> <laughs> and that's all right it's for the better yes for sure damn sure and this no this, look back no look back there's some except let's let's remember the nostalgia of the 90s though <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah that i mean yeah it is the era of nostalgia i will say that uh but i'm sure that you know 20 years ago people thought that about the 70s yeah <laughs> but uh anyhow i and think I say, there's some no, good stuff in this movie um i mean you know shaggy and scooby they're eating food what'd you expect <laughs> they're eating food and they're loving it and i can respect that as a man who eats food and um there's this great bit throughout the movie with uh these hot louisiana peppers and um i i just i can also appreciate that because i love hot food 
I I couldn't do the hot peppers, Can't, especially man. not anymore. I ruined my stomach no. as a child. Uh, but as a Eating kid, as a kid, I was like, those guys are boss. <laughs> and I was all about it. And I tried that. Like, I think the next time I was at a place that had that jar, a steak and shake, it was a steak and shake and they had those jar of peppers and that you just supposed oh, to yeah. pour the juice on, on your fries or whatever. I definitely yeah, put some of those peppers on my, on my uh, <laughs> sandwich and they're those aren't super spicy or anything but no. it was uh hot for a little kid i would say that <laughs> oh man no i like that um the whole pepper joke i thought it was funny and i everybody always wonders how shaggy can be so skinny and like i feel like whenever <laughs> yeah. people ask that whenever whenever they wonder that they don't seem to realize that scooby literally eats almost he, everything shaggy has it. in his hand there's one like, line that cracks me up every time i hear it in this movie and it's after Scooby just vacuum sucks the sandwich away. Are you about to bring this up? Uh, but anyways, he's he's he then he bites into the sandwich, which is just the bread, and he says, <laughs> and like, I think a single yeah, <laughs> yeah, like one like slice of lettuce or something." He's like, "Like that wasn't as filling as I thought it would be." <laughs> uh, oh man, I feel so bad for Shaggy. I do too. And then you wonder, it's just like how his dog fucking like lives, man. Well, he like, they are in be? such a constant state of terror that he that his metabolism burning it all. Yeah, it's just constantly burning it away. So anything yeah. that Shaggy does eat is instantly gone, uh, as well. And that's a big dog. I mean, that dog yeah. needs to eat at least some of that food that he's been eating. <laughs> Another thing I really liked. Um especially about their characters was i like that they played up scooby-doo being a dog yeah throughout this entire movie he's like chasing cats you know yeah. every time he sees a cat he just goes berserk and like I, f- I feel like he didn't really get that that much in the animation like of course he's a dog like yeah they never they never say anything otherwise but it's just like but you he's know, a, a lot of the talking times it's just dog. like yeah he's just, yeah he's a talking <laughs> dog who helps him solve he's just you know he's just a, another member of the mystery inc right um but it's just like here you know it kind of just like it felt like it was actually utilized in the story right that he is a dog he does he is opposed to the villains yes <laughs> he is a uh, very opposed to the villains um and yeah he does kind of play a different role in this than he typically does in the show because like a dog he does make a mess almost every single episode of the show <clears throat> that's the most dog-like quality that's completely repeated throughout the show yeah but in the movie he does act a little bit more like a guard dog than i would say that he usually does in the show um because like you said he he hates the villains in this right but like it's a solid movie it's oh, a you know it feels like a it feels like a good episode of scooby-doo um the exposition's kind of really slow and boring um i had to watch this twice i watched it uh one night and fell asleep during a lot of the exposition scenes oh, no. and then fell asleep before the ending and that was just because i stayed up too late trying to watch this <laughs> um 
But then the next morning I finished it and rewatched some of the exposition scenes just so I knew I'd seen everything. But I... like, yeah, those exposition scenes kind of drag it down. Like, it definitely feels like they try to make a hour long movie. Art. <clears throat> Bless you. It definitely, yeah. It definitely feels like they try to make uh, an hour long episode fit a movie length with the right. hour and a half. Right. Um, so I think just, it's like, actually only hour like nineteen. I think it's an hour nineteen. Yeah, like they just they made it just long enough to right. you know to release it that way, and uh, I feel like the exposition really just kind of weighs it down a little bit because this you know again as you said like they open up the movie with a montage. And yeah, that's you know after they the they're introduced a little bit. Um, or is yeah. it direct? Are there two montages? Is there a montage? There's two. The there's two within. Yeah. There's like there's a montage at the beginning with them unmasking a monster. I think. Oh I'm right. Sure. It, it is. Then, yeah. I think it was part of credits. her newsreel. It was is how yeah. it was framed. But but that one I give a pass on because it's opening credits. Right. It has a kick-ass song behind it. Um. You know it's that's fine you know i don't mind montages and like introduction scenes like that hmm. but like i hate like i feel like the the main contributing factor to whether a montage is worth it is once you see the montage do you remember it right i don't remember any of the montages after that like intro really because they're not worth it you know you can yeah. get from those you can get from scene a to scene b without that montage in the middle and still kind of understand what's going on you right. just maybe have to slip in like one more line of exposition exposition or even a title slide that doing. says several months later or something like that yeah and then they yeah. can just and then they could say that they haven't had any luck through an exposition scene you know yeah um, which you think but, the I mean, film that's means not less knock... of, that's fine <laughs> yeah that's not that's not to knock it you know it's a kids movie mm -hmm. the exposition's for the kids it's supposed to help them um you know they're not going to pick up on everything Right. So it's it's more to more to keep them uh coming along with the story, which, you know, I'm not gonna knock it for that. Sure. Uh, it's still it's a it's a lot of fun. It's more morbid than I remembered it being as a kid. Definitely. There's this like they pull the head off of a zombie and then they play hot potato with it with the entire Mr. Inc. Uh -huh. Where they're all passing this this like decayed head back and forth, uh -huh. like animation you can get away with that in animation but like imagine it's hilarious that in, in live action. <laughs> it would it like, would be so funny i'm sorry <laughs> i think it would be so funny if like this it'd be, it'd be funny but it'd be so morbid oh definitely oh yes horrifyingly seem, morbid yeah it doesn't seem that gross in in animation but if you bring that to a live action like imagine them just tossing the head around from like cabin in the woods like, just throwing <laughs> that back and forth that would have been a great ad. In fact, I feel like that was a scene that didn't make the movie. I feel like they filmed that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. Uh, well, I have. Since you brought up the exposition, I actually, as a kid, especially, and like you said, it is more be maybe more for the kids' audience than the adults. But I like those ex exposition scenes at the beginning because uh, it really worked for this particular movie at this particular time, I think, because it, there had been so long 
since something that was Scooby-Doo and like had been getting a lot of press attention was mm. coming out. Um, it's worth it at the beginning. Oh, definitely. yeah. Like, you know, to find out where these characters ended up at, I think that, that mm-hmm. it's very interesting. Um, and it it definitely, there are some moments that are showing them trying to be adults. Um, more Some are more successful than others. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I thought that that was really interesting as a kid. And I still think it's kind of cool to see. Um, okay, so we had these Scooby-Doo VHSs that had just like a string of episodes but there was an interlude uh on this one videotape there was an interlude between each episode that just talked about the mystery ink and it was almost like a documentary yeah did it have moments where like the gang was sitting around like a a backstage yes like a uh green room kind of thing yes talking to yep i remember what you're talking about yeah and that same i loved that shit i was like oh my god you get to learn more about the scooby-doo gang and i bet if you go back and watch that as adult there's a bunch of hidden jokes that you know yeah definitely you would not have caught uh that was one of the things that like i would put that vhs on and like you know you don't want to watch every episode on there sometimes no but sometimes i would put that on there just so i could see the interludes like i would fast forward through the episodes just because i love the interludes i i love that they used to call shaggy buzz (laughs) (laughs) oh Uh, man well all right do you think uh shaggy rogers do you think that maybe we talked about scooby-doo enough or you guys something else to say yeah i would i would wrap up with um you know i would give it three out of four stars yeah um it's harder to grade uh a kid's movie Sure. Um, because if I were to grade it for you know for me personally, I would say it's it's more like a two out of four. Sure. You know it's it's fun. You can enjoy it. Um, it definitely has a lot of nostalgia for me. Uh, an amazing song like "Terror Time" by Sky Cycle. I leaped off my couch and was enjoying that shit. <laughs> I love that song because like that was, that brought back a lot of memories from childhood. Like me and my brother just loved that song and. We would run around the house like we, uh, we were kind of we were kind of hopped up on uh, puppy chow. What you know the the what Chex Mix calls muddy muddy buddies. I oh think. sure, yeah. I know. Um, not a, they're not they're not a sponsor. We're not sponsored by Chex Mix. Um, <laughs> we're sponsored by homemade puppy chow Callahan mix. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The Callahan mix because that's what we called it. We called it puppy chow. Like mm-hmm. uh, and my brother and I would get hopped up on that and just watch a bunch of horror movies around, you know, uh, in October. And this was one of them that we always watched every year. Cause it was, um, I remember cartoon network did, I think it was like 13 days of Halloween mm-hmm. or whatever. And Scooby-Doo had like, uh, I think it was what's new Scooby-Doo. One of the, <clears throat> one of the newer. Yeah. I think that one, one didn't come shows out. That was more, yeah. I think that one there, took a I can't while remember to which one out. it was yeah, yeah but there's I, one that's really specifically focused on horror and it's it's much darker yeah. uh atmosphere i mean it's not scary but it's like it's a darker atmosphere for halloween and you know we would watch that and this movie all the time um so the nostalgia is there for this one for sure um but the exposition does kind of drink it da- drag it down a bit right but i would recommend it you know i still i still think 
uh, especially if you love Scooby-Doo, you know, it's, it's still enjoyable for adults. You know, you can right. just kick back and just enjoy, enjoy this little gem from your childhood right. all over again. And honestly, if I were to take all the Scooby-Doo movies, I would say that this one is the most returnable. Yeah. I would also, oh, no, go ahead with, oh, I, yeah. I just remembered something. Right? I, uh, I think, I mean, there's, there's two movies that came after this kind of in a similar style, just really not as good, kind of fell flat a little bit. Um, and then... There are all those movies that came out b- before we were born uh, for television where they had all the guest mm-hmm. stars and stuff. I can't really speak to those because I haven't really watched them. But I love those. for the things that came out after I was born, even the live action ones, which are hilarious, I do think this is the most uh, the, the most fun I have with a Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah, I could I could agree with that. Um I do. I did remember that it does feel like, especially with the live action movies, whenever they make a new Scooby Doo movie, I, and I don't know, maybe there was another movie that used this formula before Zombie Island, but it feels like Zombie Island. Like for me, this is the first movie where the formula was the gang breaks up, and then they, you know, the story is them coming back together and learning how to, you know, kind of right be a group again, a gang again, right, and. Like, again, maybe there was another movie before that where the gang broke up, uh, and that was, like, the main plot point. But, like, that's how the live-action movie starts. That's true. Uh, that's how one of the uh, more recent movies... I it's do just... think that live-action was heavily influenced by this movie. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, because their their whole gag was the monsters are real, too. Um, yeah. Because they knew it sold. And... <laughs> And I think that's yeah, I think that's good for for yes, yeah, we do. No, I think we can. Uh, we'll move on to Halloween Town. Moving on to Halloween Town. So, uh, Gregory Green, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about Halloween Town? Halloween Town. This is uh, probably one of the bigger movies from my childhood. Um, that I haven't returned to in a long time. Uh, my brother, again, brother and I used to watch this one a lot. Um, so, Halloween Town is about a little girl who she's on her, you know, she's just she's in her thirteenth birth year. I don't know. I don't think it's her birthday or anything, but she's it's her thirteenth Halloween. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's her thirteenth Halloween, and if she is not trained. Uh, you know, dramatic irony. The little girl doesn't know this, but if she's not trained to be a witch by the end of her 13th Halloween, her powers go away or whatever. Um, yeah. And her mom's very against her being a witch, so her mom wants her to not be trained. Uh, her mom's played by April O'Neil uh, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's Judith Hogue. Uh... But yeah, for me, for me, she'll like, forever be April O'Neil. Um, that's true. That's fair. Her hair is not as curly. No, in this movie. no, it's not at all. And she's just a little. She's a little more mean than I. I like my April O'Neil being. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but no, uh, her her grandmother though, played by Debbie Reynolds, um, 
grandmother of the witch Aggie, uh, a very important witch, as you'll find out uh, in the movie. Um, but her grandmother really wants her to be raised as a witch, especially since where her grandmother lives in a, what would you call it, like another dimension, a Halloween town. It, it is it is Halloween time. Mind me another dimension. It's like another world. I maybe. think it's like slightly mentioned that the 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 monsters made it as kind of a safe haven. Yeah, because they weren't really accepted on Earth or something. Yeah, because us. Be yeah, that. no, I do remember that because our us humans are like we're assholes. We drove them out. You know, like yeah, <laughs> these powerful creatures with you know with uh, all their magic and their beautiful wonderful fairy tale magic we drove them out just us normal humans yeah we suck just because they were a little spoopy they look weird just, <laughs> they do the monsters <laughs> in this monsters, movie are man, very we strange we can't live with that no yeah but that's uh but in this movie in particular there is a style to these monsters yeah we'll talk about that later excuse me your your synopsis yeah but like i mean well that's kind of that's just it there's there's trouble going on in halloween town uh aggie's you know aggie's been noticing that her friends are uh they're starting to just be they're starting to act weird they're not they're acting like they don't know her or they don't know their actions that kind of stuff um and she knows she needs another witch i don't know how she knows but she knows she needs another witch to help her you know solve the issue she needs another witch particularly of her family and she knows her daughter uh april o'neill's not gonna do it so she turns to her just completely <laughs> bitchy granddaughter Marnie. Um, Marnie is the worst. She uh, is yeah. It's, I'll give you it's that. not a statement on the actor. I'm not gonna attack child actors. Um, you know, sometimes it takes an actor a while to find you know the right coach to to truly get right. their talent uh, honed. And I don't think she was she's bad not bad at portraying the character. It was just. But the character was mm-hmm. kind of a brat. I mean, character's a uh, real big brat. Her, like her mom, yeah. like her poor mom. I felt so bad for her. Like, but I mean, I mean, I'm sure that's just. I'm sure that's how most kids are at that age too. I mean, I I definitely had yeah. my moments like Marnie did. I'm not gonna deny that. But damn, throughout the course of this movie, I'm just like, can you stop? Yeah. And in her, yeah. they have a little brother. Um pretty pretty much what happens is uh marnie overhears her grandmother and her mother talking about marnie being a witch and marnie wants to be a witch she wants the powers you know because she's like oh you know it it explains so much about my life uh it makes me feel special la di da di da um so with her brother and her uh even younger sister uh they sneak out follow their aunt on the bus which i don't i never really understood how they got on the bus without their aunt noticing because their aunt um the it's their it's their grandmother but that's right they use the emergency exit in the back of the bus that all buses have even monster buses yeah but it's an emergency exit (laughs) an alarm sounds i know like (laughs) i know maybe Maybe that whole idea of having an alarm back there happened when we were kids. Eh. And so like But when maybe... we were kids was when this movie came out. You're right. And yeah. when this movie but, is set. But maybe maybe for the writers of this film 
that wasn't like a set standard norm yet. I think. But yeah, if you open up that little door in the back, there's an alarm going to go off because you're driving down the road yeah. and you don't want people to fall out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a kid, you know a kid's going to test that handle. That's just a thing to yeah. do when you're a kid. But this is also not a school bus, yeah. but it looks like a school it does, bus. That's true. Yeah, maybe it didn't function. Maybe it's just like a car door. But yeah, they, they yeah, sneak out on the school know. bus that crosses weird interdimensional portals and they get into the world that is Halloween Town. And they start helping their grandmother, uh, you know, solve the issue that's going on with Halloween Town. Right. And, you know, that, that's, I think that's a decent synopsis there. Um, yeah, I'd say that's a decent synopsis. It's The whole thing is directed, yeah, the whole thing is directed by uh, Dwayne Dunham. Um, who I found out was the director of Homeward Bound and huh. a few episodes of Twin Peaks. Hmm. Interesting. Blake and I quite love Twin Peaks. Yeah, at least the first season. Yeah, at least the first I haven't watched the second You really season. haven't? I'm, I'm the worst. Oh, I man. No. Yeah, I've, I've watched it so many times, and then at the same time, I feel like I always stop paying attention around the second season. Like I know what I know yeah. what happens, but like I feel like that's the season where I start drifting with Twin Peaks. Right. Did you watch the third season? I haven't. Obviously, not yet. I the second. No, yeah, I want to. I want to rewatch the whole show again just so I actually do have. Right. Because it's so do I. We should do that sometime. I'm we'll totally do down. But totally off topic. But like I do see the I do see a lot of his. You know, like I mean, Twin Peaks. It's you know most TV shows have different directors like every episode. So it's like it's hard right. to say that I saw his style in Twin Peaks. That's you know that's the showrunner's style typically. Um, right. I shouldn't say that. That you know that could always change too. But um, it does definitely feel, you know, at times like a little surreal, a little you know I, I do see a right. little bit of that Twin yeah. Peaks humor, especially with the monsters, because yeah. um, the monsters do carry that little bit of you know that just crazy i don't know what, what you would call it but like they're i don't know yeah it's strange <laughs> um yeah go ahead no go go oh i don't have anything so <laughs> but anyways, uh, with the monsters i thought you said you had something with the monsters um well they 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 oh yes earlier i was saying they're just they're so there's definitely a style for these monsters like they they were definitely made by the same costumer which you know that's not a bad thing or anything but they're definitely a lot of prosthetics mm -hmm. a lot of big bulbous heads <laughs> and um it's it's really funny uh honestly and you know it's a kid movie so i guess maybe they didn't want to make it too scary mm -hmm. um uh, but it's just honestly some of them are just ridiculous yeah uh the main villain though he was i would say that he was kind of spooky for um you know tv movie yeah i liked for sure yeah, especially when you get to see him as the villain um but i think like even yeah, even before that that's what i mean yeah. what, what i mean by that is there's a reveal of who the villain is and right. as an adult I, I mean i feel like even as a kid i knew who the fucking villain was they set up like six characters right. in halloween town that's it so like it's very obvious right. to weed out who the characters are. 
Um, That's true. So it's just like it, it's fairly easy to figure out who the villain's going to be by the time you get to the end. Right. It's just, it's kind of just a matter of why is he doing it, you know? Yeah, um, the motive is not clear. I think even at the end of the movie. Yeah, like I, maybe I'm I wasn't not sure I might, why yeah. he decided to do this. It's like I might have just stopped paying attention after a while because it's like once he starts, you know, orating loudly on top of mm-hmm. like a church kind of thing. I was kind of just like, right, oh man, yeah. and I feel like that's when he's given his grand speech and telling us why he's doing it, but I wasn't paying yeah. attention. He says something. He says something about returning to the dark times, which they kind of mention once or twice during the film. Yeah, that's I feel it. like they wanted. I feel like they wanted to go back to like Earth to like reclaim. Yeah, to terrorize people. I think yeah. was what he did not like humans. No, oh, yeah. Um, in fact, he calls one of the kids. Uh, a half-breed brat or something like that well she is very voldemorty oh this is what this is jk's <laughs> this is uh daniel well, radcliffe's uh inspiration oh, yeah i was gonna say this is this came out in 1998 <laughs> so i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> just teasing uh but uh one my dog's going crazy now. <laughs> one uh i don't know if you could hear i did i heard a little bit her name's garlic she's real cute you guys she is um my dog's name is zelda she also real cute she real cute um named after video games named after the video games um and mine's named after vegetables oh i thought yours was named after garlic jr from dragon ball oh um like garlic no. garlic jr came from your dog i i, I oh oh i see my dog gave birth to garlic jr that's unfortunate <laughs> that i have to be da- doggy grandpa to garlic jr <laughs> one uh back to That's halloween town though yes back to halloween town we keep on getting distracted on this one. that i mean i feel I like that's that yeah i feel like that speaks to this movie um because like to go into some of the negatives the exposition and again i know this is made for kids um i'm not gonna mm. you know i shouldn't attack the exposition too hard this right. was some of the laziest exposition I've ever seen in movies. There's, oh, yeah. There's a character whose name is Luke, and he's like the bully kid. And right. this is how this is Luke's entrance. He when he when he comes on screen, Aggie goes, "This is a local boy, Luke," and then Luke swings around like all cool kid, right. you know, like he's gonna smoke right. a cigarette leaning up against a pole, like he, but he's not. He's not smoking a cigarette, but like he swings around, and leans up against a pole, and he says. I'm sort of a big cheese around here. Yeah, yeah. That's how and he's then introduced. What did Marty say? I don't remember what Marty says. I, I, I will tell you. I can tell you what Marty says. It's the best, worst thing ever. She says, um, oh, well, I think something around here is stinky. <laughs> Must be the big cheese. <laughs> It's just the worst. I looked over at my wife and was like, is this for real? Oh, man. <laughs> like, is that the best they could come up with? And the, and the, this, like, she's standing next to the flying broom salesman and he acts like he's so impressed oh, yeah. with this com, this comeback. It's just the worst. <laughs> it's terrible, man. And, uh, I don't know. I remember the second film being more compelling. 
again, I haven't watched the second film either since the exact same time that I watched this movie because they used to right. be shown back to back on Nickelodeon. Um, right. I think that they're Disney, but yes. Oh yeah. Um, but <laughs> that would be where they would be I, shown. <laughs> I, I think I agree with you though. Like even so, Lucas, Luke in this movie is supposed to be the minion type character and they just really don't utilize him very is he well. the younger brother no the um the the <clears throat> the guy that you were just talking about the the big cheese oh <laughs> isn't his name luke it, yeah it luke, is luke sorry. right i, I immediately um, forgot no that character <laughs> yeah yeah i mean After you said about enough him. about him i really. talked about him and he was gone <laughs> He's gone. But anyways, this little tidbit that I have left about him, I do think in the second movie, because he's a recurring mm-hmm. character in the second movie, he is used a little bit better. And uh, I don't know if it's because uh, the actor is, has grown and is better, but Marnie is a better character in the second movie, yeah. too, I think. Yeah, and again, like I can't attest to it because I haven't seen it in a while. But like I right. remember, it, it has been a really long. I remember time. everything you just saying said being the case. I remember the villain's plan being better. Uh, yeah. And the villain, the villain was, uh, you know, he even seemed more frightening. Uh, I mean, I, right. I, I think it's the same villain because I think it's the exact same. I feel, I feel like I it's. Can't I think it's Halloween Two, Blank's Revenge, and the blank is. Oh, <laughs> I think you are right. I think, so. I think that's correct. Yeah um blank returns (laughs) blank returns but no it's i you know i feel like we've said our thoughts on this movie it's forgettable um yeah it is it makes me sad because you know it is it it still has a lot of nostalgia for me uh i remember a lot Mm -hmm. of my childhood watching this but re-watching as an adult the nostalgia didn't help it um you know the exposition kind of just made me laugh a lot mm. um just kind of just how lazy oh. it was not yeah, a good not not a good the laughter kids and the mom at the beginning yeah it was it was so bad it was like watching you know the room <laughs> oh not that i wouldn't say it was that bad oh, it wasn't that bad <laughs> this but is a it kids was movie the same kind of <laughs> It's the same kind. Of, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the same kind of feeling. Like, uh, are are the writers for real? In yeah, this? it is. It, it, it's kind of like writers trying to appeal to kids and not knowing how to do right. it. But I mean, at, at right. the time, at the time, I watched it and I loved it. So yeah, I guess right? yeah, I loved it. As a I kid. guess I shouldn't say the that spectacle they failed. of this movie is worth it. I would say uh, even as a kid's grade, I would give it two out of four stars. Yeah. Even taken it in the It could fact. have been better constructed. Could have been better constructed. Kind of um, dated. I'm totally with you. Yeah, kind of dated. Oh, there was one thing I want to talk about, and that was the siblings a little bit because they, they are interesting. Honestly, mm. I think the little girl uh, character is adorable. Oh, yeah, agreed. Um uh, I don't want like she she's a little you know also one of the more useful she's characters. She's not like super what's that? I say she's also one of the more useful characters. Right. But also in the same case I think she was a little underused. Yeah, I feel she like she could have she is underused but I feel like she's more uh she's a plot convenience. 
Yeah. So she's definitely. she's underused, but she's overused as a plot convenience because it's like there's so I'll much more, so much more her character could do, but it's like uh, uh brother and Marnie are arguing. All right, little mm-hmm. little sister is gonna come in with a you know it's like a, you know she's gonna say something really smart that's gonna make them both be like oh, yeah maybe we should stop. Right. And then like th- there's those kind of moments constantly where it's like the little girl solves the issue, so Marnie could take over and you know finish mm. the bigger Marnie has to be the leader she's you it's know, her story like well, just make the little girl the protagonist like i think it would have been a better movie yeah, just boot marnie uh, out <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm sorry marnie. well we'll reserve uh, if marnie shouldn't have been the protagonist for the second movie that's because fair. i think we both have this nostalgic feeling that she was better in that yeah if we but, ever watched uh, the second i do movie. want to mention <laughs> something something about the little brother i don't remember what the kid's name was for some reason yeah i didn't write him down (laughs) he was i thought he was so funny because they made him this little miniature adult oh yeah who was concerned about conserving energy and like uh super practical uh and always had a snitch I, i just what's that always had a snitch always had, Mom to, had to know everything very true yeah, he was very studious yes. about that yeah. but that was because that was the most logical thing to do greg yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> well i wrote but... i wrote down that he's the poor man's excuse for the comedic relief yes i would agree with that i think like the concept was funny the jokes fell flat well i feel like a there lot was of a couple too. of jokes there was a couple of jokes that i felt like were on the edge of sexist and racist there were a couple mm. of them that yeah. that were but like you know super subdued so that a kid could say them but yeah. like i i can't remember the one i thought was racist but it was weird yeah it, it might have like, been something to do yeah with the i feel monsters. like once they come across the monsters i think they say something along the lines that seems a little racy um yeah and also i feel like he's a bit of the inverse too because everything around them is weird and he's the normal right. one and that's what makes him the comedic relief is because he's like very normalized like mm, no yeah right. it's just like i think we right. should get back to earth and live boring lives as executives and cubicles <laughs> please just let's be normal <laughs> uh but he uh I, I think like a lot of things in this movie, it was a good tool that wasn't used very well. Yeah. I think I think that that pretty much kind of speaks for this movie as yeah. a whole. Uh, but, you know, if your kids want to watch a Halloween movie. It's a good this, intro. This isn't a bad movie. Yeah. To start with. Yeah, especially if they're really especially young. Especially if you want to watch all three of these movies with them. Oh, God, there's three. There's three. It's Halloween Town High. Oh, shit. Yeah. Is that also with the same actress? Yeah. Oh, shit. uh, Grandma Aggie, at least, is in it, and so is Marnie. Um, Still Debbie Reynolds? I don't know about the rest of them. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, But they're, like, going undercover into the high school uh, because something's going down. Oh, fuck, man. And Aggie becomes a teacher and marnie goes undercover as a student 
but she is very clearly a 30 year old lady (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no uh, once again uh no attack on this actor uh they just Kimberly Brown. I, I that's how I remember. That's how I remember the synopsis of the movie too. I could be wrong. She could have been like a teacher's aide or something, but I remember her being an undercover student. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we talked about this movie. Yeah, I feel like we we have we can toss this into the trash. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's it's all right for kids. Uh, it's all right, especially if they're young. It's good for the younger kids. Um, but the nostalgia you know, the nostalgia couldn't save this one right but you know also on that same note if you are nostalgic about this movie i say it's worth giving it uh you know a try to see if it holds up you know your opinion might be different than ours um but it's not our opinion is it's not <laughs> <laughs> Got one more movie to talk about. Focus, 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 focus is uh, it is kind of the uh, encapsulation of what Halloween truly is, isn't it? Just in those two words, it's it's focus, focus. Um, Okay, but anyways, this movie—it's a good movie, I would say, just right out of the bag. I'll say that um it uh it's about the sanderson sisters uh a uh, uh, witch trio from uh the old times of salem and when uh they put a curse on the town anybody lights the candle uh we'll see them again that's what's <laughs> gonna happen and uh, anybody that lights a specific candle Not that's right candle. one one specific candle uh, <laughs> And lo and behold, modern times come around 300 years later, I believe they say. And uh, this little boy, can't remember his name. He's an outsider. Uh, he lights, he's an outsider. Yeah, he's from L.A. And, L.A.? Uh, he's from L.A. And he, um, he lights the candle because he don't believe in the Hocus Pocus. Because he's a fucking and, dumbass. Yeah, he's really... It's so stupid. It's a really dumb thing to do. Anyways, Everybody's telling him not to light the damn candle, and he goes and lights yeah, the damn candle. He just lit, and yeah, all the Salem people are really superstitious about it, and they even closed down the. They used the house as a museum, the sisters' yeah. house for a museum for a long time, and they had closed it down. This is before this the show even starts because it's too spooky, too mm. spooky, mm-hmm. and um, amen, amen sisters and um anyways he lights the candle they come back and uh they're gonna the witches they're gonna use the children to stay young that's that's the story that is the story and these kids try to stop them uh the kid the same kids that bring them forth to try to stop yeah they feed off the kids and they feed Mm -hmm. off their youth and remain young forever that's how they remain young and some of them beautiful Um, yeah to uh they're all beautifully well portrayed i'll say that betray not betrayed excuse me portrayed um (laughs) yeah the perfect casting 
Yes, I do think so. Um, I so Bette Midler, uh, everyone you know knows that she is um the goddess of uh stagecraft, and uh she's great. Everybody mm. loves Bette Midler. Oh yeah. Um, and she does a great job as this uh this character, the oldest character, uh Winifred, uh, of the yeah. three sisters. And uh, then we have uh, Kathy Najimy. I hope I am pronouncing your name correctly. Probably not, and I apologize. She's not listening. She, what's that? She's not listening. She's probably <laughs> not listening. That's fair. <laughs> Anyways, I really appreciate this actor throughout uh, all the movies that she's been in as I was a child. I, there was a movie called Rat Race that we used to watch all the time. Oh, God. She's sister. Rat and... Race, that's one of... Uh... Zaz Zucker Abraham. No, it, it is. I, that I can't movie's remember. Funny. It is. I think. Really I think funny. so. I don't hold me um, to that, but I'm pretty sure it's one of them. It's a like it is still slapsticky for yeah. sure, but it is a lot less like zany background has, and stuff. Doesn't have Danny DeVito in it. I do believe he's in it for a, a part, but there's so yeah. many people yeah. in this movie. I um, remember watching it. I don't remember it. Yeah, but anyhow. Hocus Pocus. Kathy um, Najimy. Kathy Najimy plays the middle sister. I believe her name is Mary. And sure. um, she does do a great job, I, mm. I, would, I would say. Um, but for me, she is kind of the least of the three, which is unfortunate. Because like I said, I really enjoy well, her other work. Yeah, um, well, she's kind of just like, she's great. and uh, But she's also kind of the glue between the other two sisters. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. She like there's some like there's some good work there i will not uh, say that she portrays the character badly in any any way i just think i liked the betrayal of the other two Mm -hmm. um a little bit more um she's definitely the goofiest of the three characters yeah Uh, always hungry um <laughs> i don't know i don't know I feel sarah, like sarah yeah jessica... sarah's pretty goofy uh so just so you know everybody sarah jessica parker plays herself in this film <laughs> and uh she plays a witch named sarah um and i'm not actually trying to say anything about sarah jessica parker i just think it's funny that the that, character oh, yeah. shares her name uh and so goofy. she is very very goofy some of her lines crack me up so much though and they're just small little things like she delivered everything so well oh yes she's like uh some of the best ones are when she's like coming on to the teenage boys a little bit uh, (laughs) uh, what like all three of them want the attention of okay yeah lovers but she's to the max oh yeah on on that scale and and to, to to mention off of that to like just to hint at some of the humor this movie has like it has more uh adult humor than i expected it to mm-hmm. uh, because i think i should <clears throat> i should go further into what i had said earlier I, I opened up our threesome here by saying that i'd never seen hocus pocus before yeah and if anybody i know listens to this they're gonna be like he told me he watched that movie <laughs> i did I 100% did. I lied to a lot of people for a very long time uh, because I discovered that um, I'm one of those people that if you tell me to watch something over and over again, like if you keep telling me I have to watch this, you have to watch this, oh, you're going to love this, I am going to adamantly refuse to watch it. I don't know why. (laughs) 
it's a mindset I definitely have to work out. Um, <laughs> but it, it is who I am because it just, it, I guess it irritates me that people just, they want me to be happy. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but people know what I want and they just want me to watch something and I get it. Um, but this is one of those movies that when I was young, people, if you told them that you didn't, hadn't seen this movie, they went out of their way to try to get you to watch this movie. Like they would bombard, right. you know, like, yeah, it's terrible. You know, you're like, oh, I'm just going to have a party this weekend. It's like, oh, cool. And they come to the party and they have Hocus Pocus. And it's like, we can watch this. And it's like, no, that's not what I want you to do. <laughs> We're drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, I, I discovered, though, that it's also one of those movies that when people are like, oh, have you seen Hocus Pocus? And you say, yes, I have. They don't go into it. <laughs> they're okay with letting it. it. They're okay with letting it be. You know, it's like if somebody brings up uh, Star Wars and uh-huh. says, you know, I love Star Wars. You know, I love Star Wars too. I don't love all the movies, but I'm gonna tell, ask them. You know, I'm gonna go into that conversation. I'm like, oh, what, right. you know, what, what did you like? Did you like the prequels? Did you like the sequels? You know, with, uh, with Hocus Pocus, people don't need to go into it. You know, they say, no. have you seen Hocus Pocus? Yeah, I liked it. That's good enough for them. They don't need yeah. to defend their movie. They don't need to, you know, discuss what was great about it. They like just letting it right. be. And there's so no I lied. contention against this movie being a, a decent, just, well-rounded just enjoyable, movie. just enjoyable. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a good joy. You can just let it be. You don't have strong. to go into. You don't have to nitpick this movie. And, and there's, there's some there's things, definitely things to nitpick. But yes, <laughs> yeah. But but what I was saying though was, yes, I lied to a lot of people, and I'm sorry. <laughs> but i have now i have now seen this movie and one thing to go back to my original what we were talking about um i didn't realize how much like all the adult humor in this movie right because there's a moment where they're getting i think they're getting on a school bus or something or maybe it's just a normal bus the witches are and oh yeah the the driver the the driver asks you know yeah yeah and the driver asks you know he's like oh what can i do for you you know they're like we desire children (laughs) and and his response is well that might take me a few tries but it shouldn't be a problem (laughs) (laughs) you know as a kid i wouldn't have gotten that joke at all as i was like whoa (laughs) i was not expecting that that kind of a line in this that whole bus scene ends with Sarah Jessica Parker sitting on his lap, and then and then uh, <laughs> Bette Mittler's like, "Okay, girls, let's go." And uh, he gets she gets up to leave, and he's like, "Hey, are you, you're just gonna leave me hanging like that?" And she says, "Oh, you would hate me in the morning." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, man. it's crazy. <laughs> But it's like that's that's part of what makes it a good movie is an adult can watch this with their kids oh, and definitely. enjoy it just as much because there's quite a lot of that kind of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a little – just like the other movies, it's a lot more morbid than I thought it was. I, I feel like um, when I was a kid, a lot of the violent stuff just went over my head. Again, I haven't seen Hocus right. Pocus, but like with, you know, with Scooby-Doo where they're tossing a head around or uh, Halloween Town has a joke in it. Um, where they're uh, they're talking about how you uh, keep leftover chicken, 
and the yeah. the grandmother's like, oh, you know it uh, stays much longer on the bone, and she just brings the chicken back to life. <laughs> and then the mom's like, the mom's like, no, don't do that. And then she just kills the chicken again, just turns it right back yeah. into the fucking yeah. legs. It's like it's crazy morbid. And Hocus and Pocus she, has that too. Oh, sorry. Go and ahead. Then as she's leaving, she 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 fills the the refrigerator <laughs> with a bunch of live chickens, yeah. and you just hear a bunch of clucking, and the refrigerator shakes a little bit. Oh, uh, uh, it's crazy. That's probably like one of the best bits of the movie, honestly. Yeah, uh, but Hocus Pocus has that morbidity too, because there's a scene where the kids literally burn the witches alive, and watch right. it. Yeah. At, like yeah, they they they, they put them in a kiln, they turn it on, and then they open that little door latch, and they just stand there and they watch them burn. I'm like, what the fuck? In fact, if I'm not mistaken, one of them says, "I want to watch them die." Yeah, is that in this movie? Yeah, there's a there's a <laughs> there's a uh, I think the line is, "I want to see them turn to dust." Oh yeah. That's about the same. Yeah. But, oh, though the, uh, this is not necessarily morbid, but the, um, the protagonist, uh, boy L.A. Wonder, can't remember the character's name, he, uh, he tries to trick the witches, uh, when they first meet them by bringing down the the fire water oh yeah (laughs) he he pretends like he's casting a curse and they get all worried well that's part of the that's another thing that it's just purely enjoyable about this movie is the out of out of uh fish out of water scenes with the witches because they're from they're from old-timey salem and now they're in Uh the 90s you know so it's just like they're they're trick-or-treating and they come across uh satan you know, a guy dressed uh-huh. up as Satan, and they think he's their actual master, so they go into his house where he, like, creepily, like... That you know, that's weird, a weird That is the scene. weirdest scene. That is so weird. The, the wife is so against them being in her house. Yes, it's <laughs> like, why are these people here? Why are you dancing with this lady? They're definitely uh, having marital issues. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, he, was, he was portraying the character well. Of Satan. <laughs> Satan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh Satan's a that, wee bit horny. <laughs> yes, just a wee bit. Ah uh, man. <laughs> I I think that they kind of were hint- hinting at that this couple used to be swingers and he's Maybe. trying to bring <clears throat> it back, but she's like, No, I won't do it. I wasn't looking uh, that much into it. I don't know. There was some <clears throat> kind of weird line when when he first comes in the house and introduces them, she says something about like he always wants to have an adventure or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was weird. Um, Jim never had a second cup of coffee at home. <laughs> so if you're concerned about your children picking up on sexual innuendo, um, there's some scenes in this movie. But if you're not, they probably won't if you're a cool pick parent. up on it. If you're a cool parent. No, I still, I, st- I think this is a great movie still for, uh, especially anyone. older kids. Well, oh, I would yeah. say, you know, you younger are, kids can still enjoy right. this just as much. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I wouldn't say that, a, you know, a young child shouldn't watch this movie, but I feel like the people who will enjoy it most are, you know, those that are just churning 10 or something, you know, like. Right, <clears throat> yeah. 
There's I mean, definitely maybe... enough humor for kids to enjoy, but honestly, I would say all in all, this movie was written for the parents. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, and, and, you know, and I read it wasn't the Sanderson really liked sisters by... are great. Yeah. I read it wasn't liked by critics when it came out, but, uh, oh. you know, but people well, liked wrong. it and it became, yeah, it became <laughs> a cult classic. Like, I mean, I can kind of understand why critics wouldn't like it. There's like, there's tiny nitpicks that I could get right. at. But I don't want to. It's it's too fun of a movie. There is one thing I want to talk about, and that is the bully characters. The oh, yeah. uh they're they're almost I mean, they're like the B story um antagonists. And um I don't remember the the blonde kid's name, but the one kid's name is Ernie, but he doesn't want it to be Ernie anymore. Now it's Ice. Yeah, yeah, he shaved it into the <laughs> back of his head. It's etched into the back of his head. Fucking and idiot. they are just the worst little sociopaths they could be. Honestly, that blonde kid scares me. Yeah. Like, he okay, Dude, and there's just this that's another... one line. Okay, yeah. go on. Okay, there's no, just one line that he gives off when they first meet the protagonist and they find out that he's from L.A. L.A.? They find out he's from L.A. And um, he says, then he the guy just like, they're making fun of him and the guy just tries to keep on going. Like you're supposed to when you mm-hmm. run into bullies. And um, the guy puts his hands on the handlebars and he's like, where are you going? Hollywood. And just the delivery, the delivery. I don't think I'm doing it justice. Like, I'm not sure if he's trying to ask another question. Like, if Hollywood by itself is another question. Or if, like... If he's calling him a nickname Hollywood. Yeah, or if it's a nickname Hollywood. Like, there's, it's definitely supposed to be threatening. And if I were there, I would be scared but not because that guy's trying to be scary because i i just in a social you situation have no idea what to do yeah it's like with the uh what is the movie warriors it's like uh warriors when he's clinking the glass bottles a bit together he's like come out and play <laughs> it's, just like, it's like i don't know if i'm supposed to be intimidated but i'm kind of intimidated <laughs> like this is really weird (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's that's another what i was gonna say was that's another thing that i didn't like about this movie uh big spoilers here um uh at the end the hero you know boy our protagonist he doesn't even save the bullies no he does not they are left to their just dessert yep he just but it's pretty there. bad. It's 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 a pretty bad message at the end. It's like, oh yeah, it this is. kid just saved the town from witches, but he also just left these two kids to starve to death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck those kids. <laughs> just leave them hanging. <laughs> like literally, yeah, that was... literally. Oh, yeah, it's God. so cruel. I like. I yeah, that... yeah, I couldn't believe it either. But those guys were assholes. This isn't uh, true at all, but I was going to say that it went from a three and a half to a three. No, I was going to give it, I was going to give it three stars out of four, no matter what. Um, That's a good score, I think. But yeah, I couldn't believe that message at the end. It's crazy. But you know, 
it, it was a funny movie the whole time. I wish oh, yeah. that there was a little scene where he was like, oh, yeah, and there's these two kids at the old museum. Like, oh. if they, if he would have done that, like, at the very least, I wouldn't think that he was an evil little bastard. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm glad he got his shoes back. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But so, yeah, I love the movie. Love it. Uh, great on a first watch. I'm definitely going to add it back into the uh, marathon for later mm-hmm. years. Um, wonderful humor. Perfect casting. Uh, I understand its cult class or cult status. Um, you know, makes makes total sense. Yeah, welcome. Definitely to the club, recommend. <laughs> and uh, overall, for the threesome. Um, I did not go into this, uh, threesome, you know, like the last one I, you know, I was definitely biased on the last one. This one, I can go anyway. They're all, uh, they're all movies of nostalgia and Hocus Pocus wasn't part of my childhood, but the other two were, um, Halloween town definitely did not live up to nostalgia. It goes in the trash. Uh, I would, I would not, I would not invite it back to another threesome. In fact, (laughs) uh, I can agree with that. I can agree with that. Or main friends. If you're in it to set up the second movie and it is as good as I recall it to be, then maybe watch it. But that's yeah, we'll we'll probably watch. Yeah, we'll probably watch the second someday. Um, Yeah, I don't think I don't think we'll need to rewatch the the first one to remember that. No. Um, But I I honestly went in slightly more biased towards Scooby Doo, uh, just because Scooby Doo has a huge part of my childhood. Um, right. And, you know, I, I haven't seen Hocus Pocus, but talking about it, I would say that I would invite Hocus Pocus back to another threesome because I think it performed the most. Uh, it delivered the most. It touched all the right places. Um, kept me interested throughout. Uh, my stamina never drained at all during <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's lovely. Uh, not unlike that, unlike Emily... At the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> uh, okay, no spoilers. No spoilers there. I, you don't understand what I was talking about if you haven't seen this movie. If you have, you do. Uh, I think I'm right there with you. I did honestly think it was a little close until I rewatched Hocus Pocus because it had been a while. Uh, I rewatched the, the Zombie Island movie and honestly, it was better than i had recalled like i yeah it's a great movie it's a really well-rounded kids movie i wouldn't mind scooby-doo on zombie island coming to another threesome i would not mind i would but i would say the the better inviting yeah i'm inviting the sanderson sisters yeah specifically just (laughs) oh man but no, Scooby Doo's Scooby Doo's great. It's got a beautiful fucking song by uh, again Sky mm-hmm. Cycle Terror Time. Uh, look that up. Jam out it to it. Fun. Remember your remember your '90s childhood self jamming out to that. But yeah, definitely Hocus Pocus all the way. Awesome. So I I think we're in agreement there. Hocus yeah. Pocus all the way. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet, you could find it. Uh, I believe you could find that and halloween town if you're interested on on disney plus correct yeah yep and, and scooby-doo on netflix and scooby-doo on netflix so uh in closing i actually have uh a little 
Halloween uh, uh, thing to talk about just because we did Scooby-Doo. Oh, man. Just something for uh, our, our listeners. You are in the know now that uh, the Green Traveler and myself played Scooby-Doo and Shaggy Rogers, respectively, for a Halloween uh, apartment trick-or-treating in our undergrad. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is our, uh, that was our first year living together, I yeah. think. Yeah. Nothing like two grown men... <laughs> One in a one in a jammy Scooby Doo costume, <laughs> and running in around, other, and the other in a regular green T shirt. Totally sober too. No, totally nothing in my system. Yes, we were because we oh, had man. visitors. That's bad. Uh, but there was the whole the whole Missed gang was there. The whole gang it was, was there. Um, and we took the worst out of focus shots ever, so oh, that you yeah, can't, they you can't really at all see us. No, you could like figure out that it was supposed to be the Scooby Doo gang because we did that head pile on in the doorway thing. Yeah, but if I don't that know was if shot you could... better. I think it would have been better. Yeah, oh, I mean, it, it all looked good. Mm-hmm. It's just it was out of focus and did not look good. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you can tell who the you can tell who were who were portraying. You can't tell who's portraying. <laughs> yeah, you can't tell who's we, portraying you. We could all run for you know political office ex- until now because of this, but like we could run for political political office and deny that completely. Be like, no, that wasn't that wasn't me. Does that look uh, like me? That wasn't me. Is that no? That looks like a dog. No, that's that's a dog. That's about thirty pounds heavier. <laughs> yeah. I, I had more weight then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you still I you still I carried me in less. your arms <laughs> i did yeah i did <laughs> just just for the picture uh but that was fun. this has been uh on the couch yet another threesome um we'll have another one coming up next week another horror horror themed oh, yeah. one we'll actually be getting into the horror themes uh mm. instead of just dancing lightly around with our our childhood here we're gonna dive right in we're oh. tippy-toeing, just tippy-toeing for right now, and then we're like, fuck it. Yeah, we're right spending in. money on this shit now. Yeah. Now we're getting the stuff we have to rent. Yeah. <laughs> Damn so it. So get ready to break out your wallet for at least one of these to. movies. If yeah. you want to. Uh, if you're watching along. Um, boy. All right, well. They're not. Uh, I am the face of Leon. <laughs> I'm the Green Traveler. I love y'all. Good night. Love. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. It is our intent to publish new episodes each Thursday evening. If you enjoyed the show or wish to make a suggestion, feel free to leave us a comment. Good night.